if you feel the need to exercise but just can't seem to make the time, you might want to listen up. According to research, doing chores around the house like cleaning can be just as effective as exercising in keeping us healthy. Cleaning, for example, was found to reduce the risk of hypertension and other cardiovascular diseases. So, cleaning makes our homes clean, it makes us exercise, and it keeps us healthy. That's like three birds with one stone. Surprisingly, this research found that a person who weighs 70 kilos can burn about 110 calories by washing the dishes for half an hour, 119 calories by vacuuming for half an hour, or 180 calories by sweeping and wiping the floor for a half an hour. Just imagine how many calories you could burn by cleaning the bathroom. They found That scrubbing the tub helps us work on our arm and shoulder muscles while burning up to 100 calories in 15 minutes. Well, that's about the same as 30 jump squats. It's a surprise that cleaning can be such a vigorous workout, but it's also quite surprising that someone took the time to research all that in detail. Well, it's definitely spring now, and it's Monday. It's a great day to move, wouldn't you say? I'm Lena Park. This is One Fine Day. I'm standing on the edge, and Gajang, Nopun g o s e s o everything. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. We started today's show with the song When I Move by Kara. Now, it's actually not that surprising that cleaning is such a vigorous workout. I definitely know after a day of cleaning, every muscle is sore as if I had spent all day at the gym. You know, it does make us set, sweat, and、uh, it gives us all kinds of muscle aches the day after. So, if you're not a fan of cleaning, think of it as a workout, you know? Like, think of your core as you scrub the floor, right? <laughs> Or, if you're not a fan of exercising, maybe you can clean your house more often, knowing that you'll get those extra benefits. I mean, it is kind of like killing three birds with one stone. Your house is getting clean, and you're getting that, you know, cardiovascular, and also that is preventing high risk of disease later on in life. Hey, that's pretty good. Well, look at us. Here we are at the tail end of February. March will be here in just a couple days. It is the perfect time now to plan a big spring cleaning. How about that? Just out of curiosity, what is your Favorite chore? And what is your least favorite chore to do around the house? Well, I can get things started. My absolute least favorite chore in the world, definitely out of all the gross things to do, is hand washing clothes. Oh, I just can't do it. I just can't stand hand washing clothes, those delicate clothes and scrubbing it. I feel like I can never get enough of the soap out after rinsing it. 
I don't know. It just kind of drives me nuts. But everything else I can actually do. I don't mind the dirty stuff. I don't mind doing the dishes. If we have a lot, I'll just turn on something on my tablet, watch TV. So, yeah, once you get started, it gets easier. All right. I hope I got a nice conversation going. Although today's One Fine Day has been pre-recorded and I can't share everyone's responses on the air in real time, I think this is a real fun topic to discuss. So, you can do just that on Kong or on the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr or by leaving a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can also send a text message to SHARP8150. A regular SMS text will cost 51, and a long text or MMS message will cost 101 per text. And of course, as usual, your sayonder stories and anecdotes about anything and everything are all welcome as well. Nothing's too trivial. Anything goes. And in part two of today's show, we'll be joined by music critic Youngday Kim for our look into the world of K-pop. Today is K-pop outside, so stay tuned. In the meantime, here's another song that'll get us moving. Let's listen to Move by Kim Yeonu featuring Park Kyung. That was Kim Yeonu with his song Move featuring Park Young. Up next, I've got a couple of songs I'd like to suggest for you to add to your playlist for your big spring cleaning, which I'm sure you are all planning now. First up is a song literally called Chongso Cleaning by our very own Man of Friday and talented singer-songwriter Cho Hyung-woo. This song is sure to put you in a great mood as you start to get started. And to keep up this great spring cleaning mood, I suggest adding One Sunny Day by Casey to the list. Hopefully the day you set aside for your spring cleaning really will be One Sunny Day. So, here is Cho hyung with Cheong Cleaning, followed by Casey in her song, 어느 햇살 좋은 날, One Sunny Day. We just heard 어느 햇살 좋은 날, or One Sunny Day by Casey, and before that, Cheong Cleaning by our very own Jo Hyung-woo. Now, just a quick reminder before we move on. Send your messages on Kong, comment on our SNS posts, write on any of the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr. Or if you're in Korea, you could even send me a text to Sharp8150 and you will be automatically entered into our daily prize draw. Prize winners are selected each day after the show, so if you've sent me any feedback, don't forget to check the notice section on our webpage. If you find your screen name or part of your phone number on the list, send us your shipping info via email 
and we'll send you your prize as soon as possible. I will be back with one more announcement after this. Let's listen to Chu Yunha with his song Purun Bum Chongchun or Blue Spring featuring Naigyeong. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Reruns of One Fine Day are aired multiple times throughout the day. You can catch them on our website or via our mobile apps like Kong and KBS World Radio On Air. Our broadcast timetable is available on the website and on the mobile apps, so please take a look. Past episodes of the program are available for streaming in the Listen Again menu on our website or via podcast as well, which means you can listen to us whenever you'd like, wherever you are. All you have to do is look us up wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember the songs we play on the show cannot be included on the podcasts due to copyright reasons. Up next is today's Parallel Universe, but first, here is Standing Egg with their song, Kure no Ya You. but not entirely. Two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike, but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track, it's Parallel Universe. Now, a little while back, we had a bunch of songs for Parallel Universe for that said, Love Me. We're going to kind of continue that back up again. More songs that say, Love Me. We'll start with the K-pop song, Love Me by Daybreak. They are the band we hear every day at the top of part two of the show here on One Fine Day. This four-piece band is known for their sophisticated arrangements regardless of genre, their superb performances, and their fantastic melodies. They always become earworms. Their song Love Me was a part of their fourth studio album entitled With, released in 2016. This is a very witty song describing the complicated emotions of a man in love. The song starts like this. Where are you, and what are you doing right now? Strangely, your line's still busy. You go, do-do-do. I feel like you might just disappear, while I just shake with anger. You go, do-do-do. Your warmth is still on my lips. Everything is okay for me as long as I have you, but you go, do-do-do. It's the busy signal, right? Do-do-do. Oh, yes. So frustrating to hear. I love that. We feel you. As for our non-K-pop side, we will listen to Love Me by English pop rock band The 1975. 
This band formed in 2002 in Wimslow, Cheshire, when the band members were still just in their early teens. After playing together for over a decade, the band finally released their self-titled debut album in 2013, and it shot straight up to the top of the UK album's chart. Their song Love Me was first released as a single in 2015, and it can also be found on their second studio album entitled I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It. Great title. And this album dropped the following year. The song was reportedly written two years before its release, inspired by the band's adjustment to their newfound celebrity status, having found themselves in a scene where fame was prized as currency. The song goes like this. Hey, would you like to look outside sometimes? No, I'm just with my friends online. And there's things we'd like to change. Next thing you'll find, you're reading about yourself on a plane. Fame. What a shame. Oh, well, just keep looking, 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 looking. And love me if that's what you want to do. All right, let's listen to these two songs back to back right now. Love Me by Daybreak and Love Me by the 1975 That was Love Me by the 1975, and before that, Daybreak with Love Me. Those were the Parallel Universe songs of the day. In part two of today's show, we'll be outsourcing some outsiders' outstanding understandings of the outrageously complicated world of K-pop with help from our outspoken music critic and ethnomusicologist, Day Kim. This is K-pop Outside, coming up very shortly. I will be right back with part two, and while you wait, here's Minoy with her song, Mutama, I Can't Wait, featuring Loco. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. In just a moment, We'll get an expert outsider's view into the world of K-pop with music critic Youngdae Kim, so don't change the channel. Let me just remind you one more time how you can reach me if you have any questions or comments. You can text me at sharp8150 if you're in Korea. And if you're anywhere else in the world, feel free to message me on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website, at world.kbs.co.kr or leave me a comment on our posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. Let's take a quick song break while Youngdae settles in. First up is Golden Child with If and after that the boys with their song Bloom Bloom. <laughs> Somebody do it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, girl. 
The world of K-pop is ever-changing and ever-evolving. You think you're keeping up, but all it takes is a blink of an eye before you find yourself playing catch-up. Fortunately, we know some folks in the know, experts who can help us stay on track by sharing their secrets from the inside as well as their well-trained views from the outside. It's now time for K-pop Inside Outside. Welcome to K-Pop Inside Outside. This week, it's outside again. Yes, we are going to get the outside point of view from music critic, ethnomusicologist, and author Youngdae Kim for K-Pop Outside. We get a double whammy, and I'm so glad. Hello and welcome back. Hi, I'm the outsider. <laughs> yeah. H- have you watched? You know, you are really the insider. I think it was just more <laughs> for the cut. Co- you're both, you're, you right, and right, John right. are both insiders. <laughs> you know what's so funny is um, whenever John is here and I do the introduction, yeah. he goes, I feel more like an outsider. <laughs> I feel like I'm the outsider. Well, I, I used to be a complete outsider, mm-hmm. especially when I was, uh, was studying music mm-hmm. abroad. Oh, yeah. But now mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the you are the insider in the, the insider. you know the mm-hmm. industry and I met a lot of people so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know it, it's like a changing your it's personality um, it's weird because you you started independently this is actually interesting you started independently and you kind of became the go-to source for an outside you know critique for music which led you to move away and really become an outsider. Mm-hmm. So that you can come back and become an insider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so sometimes you had a lot I, of I was journeys. wondering why. I like that about you because why I think did it... I have to study music in the states mm-hmm. to become. Because <laughs> to, I know to, the answer. To come back, I know. I know. Pick me. Pick me. I know the answer okay. because you wanted to fortify more of your outside views, hmm. the objectivity. And the grand scale of, you know, not only music, but music industry and music production to even be a better source for when you come back here. Thank you, Lena, for a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful explanation. Wonderful kind of, or you I just don't know, really kind loved, of theoretical background for all Seattle. that. I don't know. But I never knew. Mm-hmm. Never, it wasn't never in my intention, intention initially it wasn't you know i studied uh, yeah. to become a scholar mm-hmm. then i uh, you know at, at, you know it was really mm-hmm. subtle but at, at certain point yeah. um i i feel like um I, i'm done with this mm-hmm. you know sure. I, not not a, in a bad way sure you know mm-hmm. i experienced uh, the academic side of mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. uh scholarly works and uh do a lot of research yeah. and uh teaching mm-hmm. i like teaching but i i I came to believe that this isn't my specialty. I see. Yeah. It so... isn't for everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching is a special, you know, you find a calling to it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, you know, enjoy teaching, yep. but it, it doesn't mean that my destiny, you yes. know, my job should no. be a teacher. That's true. I believe that too. Everyone's always asking me, Come on, Lena, it's time for you to be teach at the music school. And mm. I'm like, no, it's not. That's mm. some people's path, but it's not mine, at least not yet. Mm. I don't feel it. Mm. I don't feel that urge. And, and I also I really... know I can do a good job. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's two different things. Yeah. 
Um, but can you be a teacher for us today and uh, give us <laughs> some outside views on our some syllabus? fantastic syllabus? <laughs> yes, our syllabus is our playlist today. <laughs> and you are starting off with some. This song has been trending yeah, a usual. lot. I get we got requests here and there. Um, John brought it in as well. Oh, really? Yes, he did. Um, and it's a big deal because it is also 20th anniversary of for this their career. first album, yes. Map of the Human Soul. Map of the Human Soul. It was a revolutionary Of course, we're talking albums. about Epikai. Yeah, Epikai. It, it I is can't amazing believe it was 20 years ago. to reflect all the like history of them, yes. um, the legacy. Yeah. I mean, I at a certain point, honestly, to be honest, I mm-hmm. really didn't believe that they, these guys mm-hmm. will you know, be a uh, kind of hip hop. One of the hip hop gods, the gods, stalwarts. I guess we we could say Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Type of True. figure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew that they're good. I mean, yeah. Tablo as always, a wonderful lyricist, sure. and the two two DJs. Mm-hmm. What an interesting combination. Yeah. And a really unique formation. Very and, uh, very different tones. Configuration. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but but at a certain point, I mean, especially in the earlier stage of their mm-hmm. career, their mm-hmm. music was um, was not received well by hardcore hip hop fans. That's true. You know, they believe that uh, Epic High was too poppy, too soft, know, too yeah. softy. Mm-hmm. Uh, too too soft and sure. uh, a bit, you know, less genuine. Yeah, they 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 felt like you are not real hip hop, right? That was that what, that was it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they proved them. <laughs> they proved wrong. them wrong. They just yeah. to Epic High was like, no, we are, but we just have our own thing going. Yeah, they right? continue to develop their own style. That's true. And uh, you, you know, you you just cannot believe how. Their style has been evolved yeah. in such a kind of drastic way. Mm-hmm. They did a uh, probably the most kind of um, experimental track mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they do a really wonderful pop tracks. Yeah. So the the whole the, the, this whole scope mm-hmm. the, the you know the range uh, was amazing. And uh, you know what? The reason why I picked this one mm-hmm. it, and it's not about the song itself, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, recently, mm-hmm. Epikai was featured in Rolling Stone what? magazine. Wow! Yeah, they wrote a whole what section featured article. Yeah, featured article of Epikai and uh, Tablo. <laughs> even Tablo cannot could not believe, can't believe that it. they were on the the Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone RS. Wow! Yeah, he he used to be a fanboy mm-hmm. of the magazine. I can imagine. Me too. I used to um, subscribe it. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, think wow. about it. Was th- they were um, they were hip hop, you know, pop star mm-hmm. in in the early two thousand. Yes. After twenty years, they yeah. it feels like they have a second life. Yeah. I mean, in, in this global like uh, phase of K pop. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think they, you know, because I mean, at the time that's cut, that's true because they could have easily just been some someone who was active in the early two thousands. Mm. And how many of those are active still today? That's that's the difference with Epic yeah. High, right? And at the time, mm. you know, the, their debut hip hop was uh, still underground movement. Yeah. It, it was way before the Show Me the Money uh, yes, phenomenon. Exactly. Way and, uh, before. Nobody, including myself, yeah. who wrote a whole book about Korean hip hop, right? <laughs> didn't even believe that hip hop would be relevant in the 
In the future. In the future. 20 years in the future. Yeah. Here we are, and, 20 uh, years in the future. And they survived. Mm. I mean, it was such yeah. an understatement. They did not just survived. You know what just, I like? Yeah. Yeah, what you said is most is they never changed what they were doing. They just did their own thing, own thing. And it's true. Even to this day, listening to this uh, new track, Catch, yeah. I kind of smiled because I was like, I could have almost predicted that this was going <laughs> to be the melody because you can tell it's Tablo yes. and Mithra's writing. They've, they're they still the same, but it's still good. Yeah, still relevant. Yeah, and uh, we're going to listen to their newest Catch, mm-hmm. the title. Very refreshing to have Hwasa on there. All right. Yeah. Yeah, let's check it out. Hwasa featured on Epic High's newest catch. I I can never lose what your haters gonna do. What you gonna do. That was Epic High with Catch featuring Hwasa. I, I just love that it was Hwasa. But the, I have to say, the melody, I almost expected Yuna to start mm. singing it. Mm. I love it. I love how they were so faithful to their own style. Last, last this is a year, fun, um, fun track, too. It was um, NPR or mm-hmm. Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I quite remember. They they had a uh, the podcast episode on uh, Korean hip-hop. Yeah. And and uh, significance of Tablo and Epikai oh. on the history of uh, you know the development of Korean mm-hmm, hip hop, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they asked me to yeah. uh, give them a commentary mm-hmm. uh, to explain the, the significance of Tablo and the role of um, you know Epikai for Korean hip hop. Yeah. So I, I I did my little bit uh, you know the mm-hmm. short segments yeah. on uh, on that, and uh, and uh, Tab- Tablo sent me uh, the. The, the Twitter post oh. saying uh, thank you for a wonderful, wonderful oh, uh, nice. commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we promised we promised to talk about uh, the music mm-hmm. and uh, and everything in the future, and uh, it never happened yet. Oh no! <laughs> Just putting it out there. Not that he's listening, but call me, yeah. Tablo. Call me. Call him. Call him. Call him. Maybe two zero six nine. <laughs> okay, moving along. We have a uh, quite a. Um, you're gonna have to explain to me where we're going. Can, can you believe yeah. that this name yes. appeared on the on the new track mm-hmm. portion? Sommuhyun. Wow! What? Sommuhyun. This is new track. <laughs> yes, this is new track. Oh. You thought it was the. Uh, I old thought we were going old... back in time. I'm like, what year yeah, are we I, going I, to? <laughs> hey, I, I always, you know, bring two, two new, new tracks. tracks. Yeah, That's so, so this true. one, what? legendary guitarist Son Muhyun, wow. released a whole new material. Wow. Yeah, under the 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 the, the name of mm-hmm. Team Team Son. 2023. So it, it is uh, his personal project, okay. um, but it's not a solo project. Mm-hmm. It's the project powered and conceived by him. But he would do uh, some interesting kind of collaboration with mm-hmm. his um, Jeja, Jeja like the students mm-hmm. his or, um, his or colleagues. Acolytes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but especially young youngsters. Very young yeah, musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's uh, exciting. I mean, for all these years, I, I based on this track, mm-hmm. I believe he absorbed all this new, newer trend as mm-hmm. well as the uh, older trends. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, city pop, 
Sure. He, he was involved in that kind of oh, he was. The early 90s, the city pop mm-hmm. movement with Yun Sang yes. and Kim Yun-chul and other guys. Ah, so he was kind of, kind of forefathers, kind of founding fathers of Korean city pop sounds. Right. And he came back mm. really timely. I, I, he, I, I think he knows that. Mm. He came back with um, very old school <laughs> kind of approach. You wow. know, you, when you listen to this t- track, your first reaction would be, yeah, this is the this is music. Yeah, yeah, this is legit. I love it. Right, because I mean, it has a proper intro, oh, proper development, wow. proper guitar solo. You know, interesting. Y- you know that the usual. It's gonna be right? like the usual, but that's unusual now. <laughs> that, that's that, that's the point. I like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is a this is a new track called "Wanna Be Free." Mm. And uh, he uh, he obviously is not singer. He, no. he can sing, but uh, so he this one uh, featured a um, uh, a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot the the, the name. I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna find it after the okay, song. Okay, we'll look it up after. Yeah. Anyway, so the wow, yeah. I can't believe it. I, I I'm still I'm still reeling that this is oh, a new yeah, project yeah, from yeah, Sungmyeon, yeah. legendary guitarist in K-pop. Here, right? He was wow. He was uh, such amazing, you know, guitar player. You know, usually you would. Um, Think of like a heavy metal guy, mm-hmm. you know, hard rock, sure. you know, pop mm-hmm. or you know, fusion jet. Right. He did everything. He did it all. And he he was always the one of the best in each field. I mean, oh he, my he, goodness! When he do a heavy heavy rock, mm-hmm. he could do it. Yeah, he could do it better than all. Yeah, he's like you know Hamchuno. You know, he yes, yes, he's can one do of the anything. Uh, and he's very kind of modern, so versatile guitarist. Yeah, mm-hmm. versatile. So he was uh, everyone wanted him oh, yeah. to play something. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know. Amazing. And here he is, a new project. It's the brainchild of Song Muyeon. And we've got some young um, musicians helping him on out. It's Wanna Be Free. That is um, the newest, surprised me, from Somuyeon, legendary guitarist. And it was a track called Wanna Be Free. You can hear his amazing guitar skills in the solo aspect. And like you said, the format is so <laughs> traditional. We're going to have an now intro. Now you see why I said proper. Have, yes, second verse to chorus. To, yes. Uh, vocals was apparently his student. Yeah, Yi Ji Sun. Wow, very good. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, she's majoring vocal performance. uh, This is a hard genre to sing. I know from personal experience, funk was always funk fusion was always my weakest, weakest, weakest. Just the groove, I could not. Who are some of your favorites? Funk, jazz, funk. I don't have any because it's a genre that I just can't seem to. We just were oil and water. Yeah. Yeah. My sensibility is just way too four beat. Uh, uh. <laughs> right? In the grooves, I don't really hear them very well. So yeah. jazz, standard jazz I could do, but um modern jazz just mm-hmm. is way too it escapes mm. me a lot. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's really Not difficult genre to master. It is difficult. So she's fantastic vocals there. Great groove. And we are moving along to now now we are going back, it seems like. Yeah. And, uh, and we're switching gears. This is probably the my first time to talk about this genre in particular mm-hmm. as a as a as a I, kind of kind of yes, you're um, right. And this is interesting because segment. 
This is a genre, and we have a big body. It must have been hard for you to pick a song. Well, I'm There's still many. very, very marginal genre in Korean pop music. Uh, I'm not sure whether it I should is. call this pop music or not, popular mm. music or not, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. You know, the, the, I, mean, I mean, it was po- it was popular, right? It was actual V pop music, but right. back in. Yeah, but I mean, it's a whole different game in in the states, right? That's true. It's um, That's it's true. one of their original genre in American pop music, but in Korea, it is still like you said, marginal. Yeah, marginal, very underground, underground indie, um, but still. So I mean, so it's a. Uh, I mean, the, the, today this this segment would be more of a my personal appreciation mm-hmm. and a dedication to Love the that. to the. To the soldiers. Yes, the soldiers <laughs> for jazz. Yes. One of them uh, was pa- passed away uh, a oh. few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, these are four great female jazz vocalists that uh, that you you love still. They the you brought in some you brought in artists who are really legends in within their yeah. field here. Yeah. So three Three top, you know, current top three female jazz vocalists and their teacher. And their teacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So the first one that I introduced w- 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 was the teacher. Mm-hmm. She passed away in uh, 2000, 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. And uh, he was the original. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, she was the OG <laughs> jazz singer yes. in Korean music. She she studied jazz. Well, she didn't really study jazz. Mm-hmm. She just just learned it yeah. from from directly from from the record, from the music, right. from her whole own personal training right. at the Eighth Army, you know, clubs yeah. and some, yeah. uh, some jazz club nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Her name is Park Sung-yeon. Park Sung-yeon. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, godmother of Korean jazz. Wow. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, it was such a such a miracle. I mean, she, she obviously was not a jazz singer when she started singing. Sure, that's but true. She yeah. just. She absorbed it. Yeah. It, that was her genre. It was her yeah, world. Yeah, from everywhere. Yeah. From uh, Frank Sinatra, wow. Sarah Vaughan, mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Billie Holiday as well. So, yeah. um, I mean, so the, and her, her tone, mm-hmm. the, the, the voice, so unique. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a master in uh, sket singing as well. I mean, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Yeah, you... I, the Korean scat singers are so gosh they really know their skills they're so skilled I'm not just, many of them still no no not yeah. it's a very small elite club because sometimes you mm. always believe that you are if you're African American yes, yes or from exactly. church from street you were it's uh, in your blood yeah Quote unquote, but it it is it didn't it is it was in her blood too. But it doesn't have to do with race or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It's just your love of music. Yeah, and sure. Obviously, she was sure. born just with this yeah. amazing ear, this talent. Yeah, I mean, after amazing. after the heyday of American modern jazz, mm-hmm. the, the the really good, you know, amazing players and instrumentalists, vocalists mm-hmm. are. In Japan, that's in true. Asia, that's, that's right. And in Japan, jazz got actually very mainstream, yeah, so, so it was a fertile ground for them. But here, you know what I'm so what I loved about your story is that the fact that she just heard it and she embraced it. But even better, the happiest ending of the story is uh, that same thing happened to other people, young yeah. people. They heard jazz and they were like, 
this is it. Mm. And so she was able to find acolytes, I- students. Iconic figure. Yeah, yeah. she was... Uh, she didn't really teach directly, mm-hmm. but she was... She influenced. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was looking to her because they were kindred spirits. It's yeah, amazing. I was so fortunate to, to be in the... I mean, to be able to see that performance wow. in, in person uh, multiple That's times. Amazing. Wow. When I was in college. Wow. When I was in the so uh, 30s yeah. and 40s. Um, but but not, mm. not many. But um, uh, unfortunately, she, she's gone mm. right now. But the legacy. But her legacy. Yeah. And we're going to listen to her right now. This is her performing Misty. We just heard Park Seong-yeon, a jazz legend here in Korea, with Misty. What? Hmm. What amazing expression. Yeah. What a voice. What a voice. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, it, it's um, mm-hmm. it was relatively latest um, release. Yeah. So you yeah. can definitely see the oh yeah the, the age the right a- the, the ears yes right? the ears. Um, but that that's something in jazz that. Is ex- it, it sounds better? Yeah, right. It's almost expected. Yeah, uh, you you live, and you're you're you get older with your music, and yeah. so your performance obviously changes. Um, a big difference from pop music, where mm-hmm. you have to try and maintain a certain sound. And we have, you know, just legend after legend here today. Who's our next artist that we'll be talking uh, about? The, the first name that I should mention. Was is obviously Na Yun Sun. Oh, yes. Yeah, probably uh, the, so. yeah, leading mm-hmm. one of the leading figure in uh, in the next generation, uh, you know, Korean jazz music. Yes. I mean, she's the big, the biggest. She's the second generation, right? right? Now. Yeah, yes. yeah, biggest sombe of all this second generation of Korean female jazz singer. Yes. Um, Na Sun, you know, she's she's so different. I mean, she, her background is was originally musical. Oh, she it? was a musical singer. Oh, then uh, he kind of she, she kind of transformed herself mm-hmm. uh, to a jazz singer, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she definitely you know the you, you can definitely see the influence of musical, you know, mm-hmm. powerful voice, yeah, and uh, really kind of dramatic, yeah, yeah, theatrical you know voice callers. I mean that's uh that's the oh, yeah. biggest strength mm-hmm. of her vocal, and uh, Dayunson was even more popular in, in an international venue. That's true. You know, she was sort of rediscovered by Korean audience afterwards, but she was first kind of um, discovered by international jazz fans. I wish that that happened to Park Seong-yeon. Oh, yeah. But, right? Uh, but at time. that point, it was just, there was not a lot of globalization. But like you said, Nayeon-san is a fixture in all the major international jazz festivals. Yeah. But it was, it's just Korea. It's just yeah. here where we're like, oh, me. Mm, yeah. You know, those who know know. Yeah. <laughs> Euro- European fans, Western fans in general, uh-huh. they yeah. never knew that jazz, you know, Korean jazz mm-hmm. even exist. Oh. <laughs> then, then they found Nayunsun and oh, uh, wow. were fascinated by yeah. the, her existence. Yeah. I mean, and and the singing, the great ability, um, mm-hmm. the skills of Nayunsun. And uh, Nayunsun never really, she was really, you know, not lazy finding a, a, a new material especially mm-hmm. the kind of like um her own approach to uh 
you know, the idea of Korean jazz. Mm, I see. You know, Koreanness in jazz, right. it, it is quite a difficult, like, mission. That's true. That's um, true. Sometimes it's quite, quite an ambiguous idea. You know, what is Korean? What is jazz? And mm. what is Korean jazz in right. that sense? Right. But Nines and, you know... She you kind know, of took it another frustration, step. Frustration, right? you know, struggles, but mm-hmm. uh, she, she found a way um, in a lot of different projects um, you know, to find her own Koreanness in mm-hmm. jazz music. And uh, I, I, so I give her a huge respect for that alone. That's amazing. What, yeah. And what track are we going to listen to? Is it going to be yes. one of her compositions? Yes. Yes. It's called Lento. Lento. Let's listen. We just heard Nayun San performing Lento. Um, she was the one who took the love of jazz and standard jazz and jazz forms mm. and wanted to kind of. She's a singer songwriter. Yes. You know, but she's not doing acoustic pop or mm. folk. She's doing jazz. That, that's an easy way, I think, for some listeners to look at it. And, and now right? you see why, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of sophisticated European taste, European. Mm-hmm. Consumers and uh, the audience would mm-hmm. love Nine Sun's approach. It's Absolutely. so artistic and uh, kind of bit of, I don't know. It's kinda unique. ECM kind of. So neat. Yeah, no, it's unique. Yeah. But also, it's something that you totally want to turn on right. at home yeah. and have a glass of wine to or, you know, invite a friend over. Right. You know, and still, it's beautiful. still way different from uh, usual Western jazz. Yes, I mean, that's you, true. You can too. definitely see the, some, some Koreanness in it. So point, yeah, that's yeah. uh yeah that was Nayun Sun. Wow, I can see some listeners being like, "Oh, what? There is Korean <laughs> jazz, and yes, you know you can hear some of this." Point. So this is a nice kind of look. And Malo, our next artist, yes, um, also another. She's uh, among you know these great musicians. Mm-hmm. Malo probably be my personal favorite because I mean she's the one that really. You know, changed the game, especially in scat singing. Ah, you know, she was uh, she was folk singer songwriter yes. when she was in twenty. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she was music genius. I yes. mean, she, she's a uh, she's amazing in songwriting okay. and uh, in uh, lyrics. But um, mm-hmm. all all of a sudden, one day, she mm-hmm. listened to John Coltrane's music, <laughs> and she couldn't understand it. Oh, mm-hmm. you know the the music itself. It's very hard to understand. You know, <laughs> you she said to, to me that. Mm-hmm. She was able to write any song. I mean, the, the notate any song that transcribe she, she listened song. to. Transcribe oh, any like song. Like right away, right no, off the bat. Yeah, just right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she couldn't transcribe <laughs> John jazz music. So she was wondering, yeah. why? Why? What, what, what's the difference? Right. What, what's, the, what's this music? So mm-hmm. she decided to go abroad all mm-hmm. of a sudden. <laughs> wow. She, she, she went to Berkeley, uh-huh. the music school. Mm-hmm. And she studied uh, jazz uh, two years and came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is history. The rest I mean, is she history. Was, she was the uh, at the time she was the only one that appears to master mm-hmm. appear to master the skit singing. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and so so that the, the game game has been changed. Everyone started yeah. to talking about her. You know, <laughs> wow. even Park Sung Yeon, yeah. the the godmother, you know, recognized her vocal. Really? So she kind of took her under her yeah, wing a little yeah, bit yeah 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 wow. at some point so uh, a real mentorship going yeah, on here yeah Park Sung-yeon uh, kind of yeah you know the 
handed the, uh-huh. the torch, right? Handed over the literally. torch. Literally. Because, I mean, Park sung was the owner of the first Korean jazz club called Diva Yanus. Diva Yanus. And uh, when um, uh, she became ill uh-huh. and uh, could not continue the the ownership, mm-hmm. um yeah, Malo took over. She did. So she literally yeah, handed over... In 2015. Over and, keys uh, to the castle. Yeah, keys to been, the city. I mean. Yeah, it's been uh, another 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the Dibayanos in, in Sochodong is going to be closed. Oh, is yeah, it? Because of a lot of different reasons. So I see. She's, she's trying to find a new new location. I see. Uh, but but uh, not successful right. at this point. Really tough. Uh, yeah, Economy's so I, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very sad because yeah. I mean, as a college student in the 1980, I was able to see the, the old Divayanos at the, at the, the Iwa Women's University. Oh, that was where it was originally. Yeah, I yeah. See. Then uh, the Cheongdamdong location mm-hmm. and now Sochodong location. I see. Also, it and, moved uh, around quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope it finds a new home. Yes, because yes. I mean, it was like a blue note. Like, That's a, like right. it was like a it's just so um, iconic. Yeah, Birdland or something like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we really hope that the jazz bars don't die out. I, I think it was like a really big deal because mm-hmm. it, the pandemic kind of wiped out yeah. a lot of the famous jazz yeah. bars here yeah. in Korea. Evan is gone, and uh, Once in a Blue Moon is gone. Yes. And, so hopefully we ha- hold it out there for Diva Yanus and um, yeah, find a new location. Yeah. yeah. And Malo herself, like you said, one of the uh, one of the most forf- at the forefront of jazz scat singing. Jazz scat singing. And, and that uh, also brought her a lot of actually mainstream right. attention as well. And, and also what, what um, set her apart from uh, other like singers. Yes. She's completely, you know, songwriter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she, uh, yeah. she uh, recorded a song that she composed mm-hmm. herself, right. and uh, she she uh, usually have a kind of lyricist partner. Yes, and the partnership is so organic and uh, wow. so wonderful. Um, and this one, uh, the song that I chose today, mm-hmm. "Patkochida," is the defining track for of Malo. is a really uh, amazing and uh, beautiful bossa nova track. Um, mm. uh, but the 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 whole lyrics yeah. and uh, it was so poetic. And uh, the album itself, mm-hmm. uh, the Pakochida title, the album title is Pakochida, and it was released in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so another another oh, twenty another twenty year old, <laughs> another twenty year anniversary of the song. Yeah, it's it it yes. it such a masterpiece in Korean jazz or crossover. Yeah, genre. that's true. It's true. It's some wonderful stuff. Like you said, it's one of her signature songs. Here's Malo with Pakochida, or Cherry Blossoms Are Gone. That was Malo with Pokkotida or Cherry Blossoms Are Gone. Um, and we can see jazz now here with Korean lyrics and see how natural that sounds. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, I think one of the <clears throat> biggest accomplishments of Malo uh, would be that she kind of broke, to, she just crashed the prejudice. You know the the idea that mm-hmm. Korean language w- would not be suitable for jazz music. Yes, yes, I'm yeah, sure. But, yeah, that's why a lot of people, even when Nainsan also has a lot of Korean pieces too. But uh, you know, sometimes you'll purposely do it in English or some or or even in a different mm-hmm, language, mm-hmm. a European language, mm-hmm. 
because there is that stereotype, that prejudice. Yeah, same thing happened in Korean hip hop, right? Right, that's day. true. Yeah. You can't rap. You cannot in rap Korean. in Korean. Impossible. <laughs> but now they, everyone says Korean is so so perfect language. It's perfect for, for rap, <laughs> even uh, better than English. It's just, just <laughs> well, it's so weird, right? So weird. Yeah, at first, like that people said that about every rap. Yeah. Oh, Chinese rap. So never the bottom happened. line is that you always need this someone. That's like, true. Kind of like a mallow. Yeah. Mahler or Mahler. Or Mahler. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Old nerd joke. Musicology nerd joke. Okay. Alrighty. And, um, of course, we can't have a discussion about foremost jazz female vocalists in Korea without listening to our final artist. Yeah. Her name is Ung San. Oh. She's the youngest member oh, wow. of, um, of all this these. This kind of group yeah. Yeah, in this company. And, uh, yeah, she, she came... Came in mm-hmm. quite late. Yes, it was yes. Um, I think late mid two thousand, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she was once a uh, rocker. Oh, I can yeah. see that. I mean, mm-hmm. she so so her voice is basically trained yeah. in heavy metal and hard rock so she's music. She used to growling, and it really helped. And it helped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it, it gave her this a is, totally unique. This is music critic. The young day talking. I think it helped. I think it worked for her. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Uh, it's just, she does have know. a really cool voice. Yeah, That's very really cool good. voice. So and, cool. Uh, so smoky. So husky. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is not nothing to do with mm-hmm. the music, mm-hmm. but her speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Also, to die for. <laughs> oh, my God. She's this just got that voice. Huh? So. Just that, like. I don't know. It's uh, that uh, it's a uh, cannot describe. Um, it's very attractive. It's very attractive. <laughs> All right, for lack of a better word, it's and, sexy. You know the yeah, it's exactly. sexy. And uh, the, the 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 enunciation, you know, mm-hmm. the pronunciation yes, is yes. so wonderful. And uh, and you know, but her dedication to jazz, the right. genre, yeah, it is just. Off the chart. I yes, mean, it's, it's amazing. True. And uh, she, like Malo and mm-hmm. Park Seung-yeon mm-hmm. and Na Yun-sun, she also, you know, you know, didn't stop finding a uh, kind of new way, mm-hmm. kind of refreshing way of combining Korean sentiment, yeah. even not just sentiment, Korean music, Korean, Korean music, traditional music right. and jazz together. Because, I mean, this is really um, my, my favorite kind of episode of her when she started to tour in mm-hmm. uh, in in Japan, in Europe, in yeah. the U.S., yes, she was she was frustrated by the fact that no matter how she tried, yeah, she cannot be same as she couldn't could not do the same quality. Mm-hmm. You know, not just a musical quality, but mm-hmm. um, she cannot she could not sing the way mm-hmm. that black singers. Do. I see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Is, uh, she felt like she was missing some sort of yeah element, yeah. some crucial. It, it element. is not just technique. It is no. not just fitting, but something was always something was missing. Missing. Yes, I get that. I yeah. Get that. So she, uh, her own conclusion yes. is that she's trying to find a way to bring 
her background mm-hmm. as, as Korean, right. whether it's music right. or or um, sentiment or whatever. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, she's uh, quite successful. To make her her own thing yeah. and a new thing. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's the same thing not only with jazz, but we have that we see that a lot with um, aspiring R and B singers. Remember back in the mid nineties, <laughs> early night, late nineties when yes. I came out here. Right. They're like, oh, Koreans. They we we sound some are better than others at R and B, but we just we don't have that. It's not in our blood again. We don't have that black soul. So, uh, you know, and she felt like there was something missing. And what she was missing was basically history. Yeah. So she decided to use her history and infuse her performances with her history. Right. So uh, even though I play these old Nayunsan Malongsan and uh, everything, but um, I I personally believe that this is a... Ongoing project. I oh, mean, this of is course. unfinished business. It's lifelong and, uh, project. We don't have any kind of definite answer here. That's true you know, it's too. All kind of personal. Why does why is jazz always going to be on the outskirts? Who knows? We'll see. And it's it's not true in, of other countries. So. For me, it's mm-hmm. like a, taking a same one on one course for mm-hmm. twenty years. <laughs> that's true. You that's know, true. every time you come up with jazz, you have to say, "What is jazz?" You know, what's, the rhythm? What's, the, what's the chord? <laughs> is moral it too philosophical? Tonal? I think that's you know what that's. I guess the jazz is revolves around the question mark. Mm-hmm. The soul of jazz mm-hmm. is a question mark. And mainstream listeners don't want question marks. They want periods and exclamation points, right? And so maybe this, the Good nature point. of jazz is supposed to always stay marginal. Yeah, maybe we just stick too much yeah. to the, the kind of idea of formal music, that's true, that's true. which is European classical. Absolutely, of course. You, know, you, you yeah. London notation and the you know, scores. I mean, like, Mary had a little lamb. We need routine <laughs> and formula. Yeah. People need, just like dogs, new routine. We need yeah. routine too. We need familiarity. But here are um, beautiful artists. They are all great, revered samba names for me as well. And we're going to listen to Ungsan performing yesterday to take us out. Thank you so much, Youngdae. This I love this. Let's do another oh, one. Let's do you. like male version sure. and, or, or something like that or by decade because I love highlighting this very underrated, unknown, <laughs> beautiful niche of jazz artists here in Korea. Thank Have you so much. Have a wonderful time. We'll see you next time. All right. Taking Youngdae out. Here is Ungsan with yesterday. That was Ungsan with the song Yesterday. And that's all the time we have for today's One Fine Day. Hope you guys enjoyed the smooth jazz sounds and discovered a new genre. For now, let me say goodbye with a song from Jonghyun. 우린 봄이 오기 전에. Before our spring, it's taken us out. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. 우린 봄이 오기 전에. 